What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Red and Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez. Today we got a full lineup here. We got my guy Matt, my guy Dion, Brandon, and Christian as well. Matt, I'm gonna start off with you. Obviously, the 49ers won 21 to 27 to 7, but they suffered a huge loss in the process. And that, of course, is Trey Lance with an ankle injury. You're our resident medical professional. Break down this injury for us. What we know so far. Um, I think the word on the street is a uh, fracture dislocation. So he'll need to have surgery. Um, he'll be out for the year. It doesn't sound like the bone broke the skin, which is great because it reduces infection risk. Um, I know I saw one or two people going like, oh, man, what if what happens to him or Alex Smith happens to him? <laughs> Alex's came through the skin. So he was in the dirt. There was already foreign bodies in there. This shouldn't be like that. He'll he'll be um, taken care of. Infection risk is pretty minimum for this. He should be back in time for you know OTAs and and things next year. It's just unfortunate because now he's going to be behind the eight ball. Um, if you watch the press conference, somebody asked the question that we were all wanting to ask: Is that hey man, like what happens now? Like, has there ever been a player that's gone essentially three years without playing football that comes back and you know it's just one extra year that he can't develop and it's just really unfortunate and it sucks and it's Seattle and we're all like, Oh man, I can't believe like, you know, we get, we get to beat the Seattle Seahawks. And then in the back of your mind, you're just like, yeah, but you know, what's the cost? So it's, it's a little bit of a bittersweet day. To say the least. Yeah. That, that really is unfortunate. Um, I've heard from everyone here that Dion was going off while they were doing the live watching of this game um, Dion, what's your take on this? Jimmy Garoppolo came in. I don't want to say led the 49ers to a win, but maybe didn't fumble the win. What's your initial take on this? Same, same thing as Matt, bittersweet. Um, not happy that Lance wound up getting injured. Uh, and the killer for me, honestly, is always going to be if this is a season-ending injury as it's being reported, he is behind the eight ball. That's three years of no football, along with the fact that if this was an injury that was only four to six weeks, would Kyle give the team back to Lance, depending on the record and whatnot? And that's where I don't trust it. I feel like the locker room has a lot of pull when it comes to him, and he probably would have just rolled with Jimmy the rest of the way any damn way. So for me, it sucks. I don't like it. This gives me RG3 flashbacks, and – to be honest with you, Shanahan's didn't want RG3. The front office did. They were forced to draft him, which is why they went back in the fifth round and got Kirk Cousins. And I don't know. I don't know whether Kyle really wanted Lance or why when Lance was in the game, he didn't throw but a few passes, but Jimmy comes in and magically we have to throw the ball every five seconds. So I don't know, man. I just, for me personally, I smell sabotage. Other people may not feel that way. I get it. Everybody has an opinion. That's mine. So I'm not going to say sabotage quite yet. I think that it's a case of Kyle Shanahan not trusting Trey as a passer. He's not developed enough as a passer. And he, he probably would have transitioned more to that run-heavy offense or stayed with the run-heavy offense if he would have stayed in the game. I wish he would have let him kind of work through it because he's not just magically going to develop as a passer 
without him passing more, um, the 49ers ended up, I think uh, Jordan Elliott tweeted out like 189 yards rushing, 184 passing. So pretty balanced offense. Uh, real quick, I'll let you go, Matt. But if you're watching on Twitter, head over to youtube.com slash 49ers. I've joined from there so you can comment and share your thoughts. Go ahead, Matt. So that that's the thing, isn't it? Like he had three passes and then he ran the ball three times. Last week he ran the he had 13 carries last week. This is one of those things where how do you expect Trey Lance to get better at throwing the ball if you don't let him throw the ball? Right? I'm not going to say sabotage. I just think that that's it's way too early to say like I, you don't actively do that, right? If it was you're trying to win games and the team is going to know, Kyle Sandbagging. Like they they're they're going to know. And you don't do that to a young kid. I know somebody uh, somebody Oh, I remember what it was. I won't say the name, but you know, it was like, oh, this was done on purpose so that you know Kyle didn't have to, you know, deal with um, you know, you know, Trey Lance. He never wanted Trey Lance or whatever. And it's just like this, that's that's some conspiracy stuff, and it's sad, but at the same time, I don't think I'm with Zach. I don't think he trusted Lance to throw the ball, and he was just trying to like spoon feed him a little bit but the problem with that is you open him up to so much stuff because you have to if you're going to um if you're going to have trey lance not out there throwing the ball because you don't trust him and you want to spoon feed him by necessity you have to run trey lance otherwise the run game gets really predictable and we've complained about that over and over and over and over again so this was just kind of putting him in harm's way i didn't like it the press conference, he was really defensive. He talked about Buffalo runs this. Yeah, but Buffalo also runs way more passing plays. The percentage of times that Josh Allen throws the ball versus how much he runs the ball is a lot more than what Trey Lance had today, which was like essentially 50-50. I mean, I think they had 11 or 12 rushing plays to Lance's three throws. And when you're skewed like that, it becomes predictable. And when you're predictable, that's when the defense knows exactly where to go, exactly what to do, who they're going to take out, and things like this. I mean, I'm not going to say that Kyle got Trey Lance hurt. Things like this happen, and it sucks. And, you know, normally maybe the cleat comes up, and, you know, all it is, it's a game of literally an inch. The cleat was stuck on the ground, and he got he got forced back over his own leg. Same thing happened with Nick Bosa with the ACL. It's just unfortunate that it happened to Lance, who desperately, desperately needs these reps, and he's not going to get them. Christian, I'm going to throw it to you. Um, first game without Elijah Mitchell, he's going to be out f- up until right after the bye, se- bye week again, I think, um, right before the Chargers game, if I remember correctly. Jeff Wilson's filled in as that lead back. How did you think Jeff Wilson did? I mean, he, he did better than I expected, um, but to be fair, you know, last week Seattle was giving up five yards a carry, so it's it's hard to say. Um, I mean, I was ripping on him hard this morning, um, so he did better than I expected, but I still don't think he's that good. I mean, I like there was that one play where if he he tried to plant his foot and hit the corner because he's so slow, he gets tackled at, at you know at the line of scrimmage. Where if that's Elijah Mitchell and he plants and goes, that's a probably a big gain. So it's plays like that that bug me the most is where he, he's so slow that by the time that when the play's there, he's not fast enough to get there. So like he did okay today, but I, I don't really like the thought of him being the starting running back. Cause I think that hinders our run game. Um, 
especially now with Jimmy in there, our run game is going to be a lot harder to get in the first place because we're going to be right back to freaking eight-man boxes again. So um, he did okay today, um, but we'll we'll see going forward. Um, when we play to better defenses, it doesn't give five yards a carry. Um, I, I, you know, I think it'd be a little bit, might be a little harder to run the ball against uh, Denver next week. So we'll kind of see where, where that is, but I almost wish we could trade for a running back out there. Um, pretty much like Kareem hunt. <laughs> I, I was going to say Kareem hunt or even Tony Pollard because Dallas is an absolute bunch of morons and misuse him. And he half, half the time looks better than Ezekiel Elliott when he's on the field, and they take him off the field. Like and and everybody's like mind blown that he's not staying on the field. Like I, if we couldn't get Cream Hunt, I'd rather take. I'd be fine with Tony Pollard because he's probably cheaper, and it gives us a better chance because the running backs we have now, like Kyle, doesn't trust rookies. So then he's like, oh, well, I'll stick with Wilson, and that screws us. So I'd rather maybe trade for somebody unless uh, Mac comes in and and looks pretty good. Um, I was just gonna ask really quick if we were to acquire Kareem Hunt with the possibility of, you know, um, tens incentives kind of going up now, he can basically reach him at this point. Um, would we still have the money to be able to support Kareem Hunt strictly based on the fact that he is getting paid a nice little bit of change? Um, I know the draft pick we give up for him will be nothing, but the money is where the question comes in because now 10 is pretty much only a few million away from what he was previously making. I mean, yeah, it's going to be more money, but I don't think Kareem is making a ton of money this year. I think it's like seven or something. I'll take a look. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But the fact of the matter is you got to try to do something. And honestly, I I thought that Jeff Wilson Jr. did better than I thought he was going to do. Um, I still think I agree with Christian. He lacks explosiveness, the big play, home run hitting ability. And then we saw Ty Davis Price, and it's pretty clear Ty Davis Price got 14 carries for 33 yards that he's not ready. All right, next man up next week. You can keep Jeff Wilson out there as like the primary guy, but now I want to see what Jordan Mason has, right? And then the week after that, bump Marlon Mack up off the practice squad, activate him, and I want to see what Marlon Mack can do because I just don't – again, you need something because – yeah, Jeff Wilson Jr., 18 carries, 84 yards, but you're leaving a lot of big plays on the table because he can't explode through the hole. And it's great if you want your running back to get four yards but never break anything open, but the best running backs in the league are the ones that can. It, it's why that Raheem Mostert, no matter how much he was injured, the fans were always excited about Raheem Mostert, right? Because it's like any given play, he could take it 80 yards to the house. Nobody's scared of Jeff Wilson Jr. breaking one to the house. Like, nobody's scared of that. And I think that when you lack that big play ability, the teams, are, the team, the opposing teams for the 49ers are still going to key in on taking away the run and forcing Jimmy Garoppolo to beat you now, right? Because you don't, again, you'll, uh, yeah, I'll give it four yards. That's fine. You know, it, it's, I don't know. They have to do something and they have to protect Jimmy. And again, the offensive line was a patchwork. I think that they did better this week than they did last week, but. There were still instances of them getting beat. Um, I don't know, man. It's <laughs> this is going to look like last year for a lot of the games because Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo went out there and had like the most Jimmy game you could absolutely have, and so we're going to see no big playability, 
Danny Gray might as well just go into hibernation. He's going to be worthless this year. He's not going to do anything because Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be able to get him the ball. So it's kind of crazy, but it, it man, it, it's such a, a stark contrast, right? Where as Trey Lance was like low floor, if he really plays terribly and then high ceiling, if he pops off to Jimmy Garoppolo, where it's just like lukewarm pudding, you know what I mean? Like you're just sitting there like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I like that right there, man. Lukewarm pudding. Really quick, Zach, before you go to the next thing, uh, $6.25 million is uh, Kareem Hunt's cap hit. And Thank you for that. that. Yeah, part, part of that's going to come off due to the, him being with Cleveland for a few games, so we won't have to pay all of it. So I agree with you on that one. We definitely probably could afford it. Go ahead, Christian. I was going to say I know it's kind of a ridiculous long shot, but honestly, <laughs> I wish there was. I wish the um, the Steelers would just move on to Pickett, and we could just trade for um, Trubisky, and he could be our quarterback over Jimmy because he could at least throw the long ball, and he can he can move around in the pocket. Like, I you mean, you're shaking your head, but Dion, you were just saying how much you hate how much you hate Jimmy. I do. Yeah, All the reason Trubisky I was shaking my crashed. head is just, I'm shaking my head just to say that the Niners won't do that. Oh, okay. I like the hypothetical. I do. And Mitch is a more mobile quarterback. And yes, he does have a bigger arm. I'm shaking my head just to say the Niners won't do that. Not to say that I'm 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 disregarding your your uh, your analogy there. I'm I I agree with you, but they just they won't. They'll they'll stick with him. Yeah, I know it's nonsense. You look at Trubisky and you see the dull cow eyes, and you know how complicated the Shanahan offense is, and how long does it take to get him up to speed. And this and this and that. It, that to me, that's just like that's a lateral move. I don't want a lateral move. We're in it with Jimmy. For as much as we bang on Jimmy, bang, Jimmy is at least good enough to allow the defense and the spe- you know the the skill players and and the special teams to take over. And really, he won't absolutely demolish you, right? Like he's cap. He's not. People always talk about Jimmy wins. And I think it's a flawed argument because you're comparing him to Brian Hoyer, CJ Beathard, and Nick Mullins. And compared to those quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo is like walking on clouds. He's far and away better than those. As an NFL starting quarterback, he's very average. But an average quarterback with a great team around you can get you far. And this team is still a team that's prepped to make a deep playoff run has potential to get to another NFC championship game in a down year for the NFC where Tampa Bay looked like shit today. Green Bay looks terrible, right? Um, who Arizona is all over the board. The Rams can't seem to hold leads to save their life, right? They struggle. Um, who in the, the AFC is stacked. The NFC to me is wide open. And so for the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo, it's very conceivable that the 49ers can get there just by virtue of the fact that the 49ers defense, at least in the NFC, looks like it's the cream of the crop. So when you have that type of defense and you have those type of skill players that they have, Jimmy Garoppolo won't necessarily prevent you from getting to where you need to go. It's just, what you know, okay, can he win a Super Bowl? That's the big question. Can he get you to a Super Bowl? He's already he's already been a quarterback on a Super Bowl team. It's just can you win it? And that's going to be the huge question because if they have to go against a Kansas City or a Buffalo, they're in a lot of trouble, you know. So I'm going to pull up the stats here in a minute, but before I say that, I'm just going to throw this out here. 
the NFL, we know how much they love storylines. Imagine if the 49ers do make it to the Super Bowl and the storyline the whole time would be redemption for Jimmy Garoppolo, winning a Super Bowl, possibly auditioning for his next team, then do the Niners keep him. I'm just throwing it out there. We know how the NFL loves that shit. Not like it would have any sort of impact on what would happen in the game, but I could totally see it happening. Um, I mean, we did get two PIs today. Yeah, the times are changing. The times are changing for sure. All right, so here are the stats. Um, Geno Smith finished 24 for 30, 197 yards, one interception. He was sacked twice and a rating of 80.2. Trey Lance, before leaving with his injury, two of three for 30 yards, uh, 99.3 rating. Jimmy Garoppolo, after coming in, 13 for 21, 154 yards, one touchdown. Is that not the most Jimmy Garoppolo stat line you've ever fucking seen in your life? Yeah. And immediately, I mean, the, the ups and downs, I maybe not quite as down, but immediately comes in, hits a few good passes, gets the touchdown, offense is looking good, and then kind of stalls after that. So That first drive, I was like, oh, shit, did Jimmy, did Jimmy figure out how to throw outside during his rehab when he was just out there playing by himself? And then the second drive, I was like, oh, no, it's still Jimmy. Never mind. Still Jimmy. He gave us three good passes, and it's like, oh, wait, there's – you know, is, is this a different Jimmy after the surgery? And then you're like, wait, there's a hospital ball. There's an overthrow. Oh, nope. Same old Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Really unfortunate. Um, and then as far as rushing, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. led the team in rushing 84 yards on 18 carries, average 4.4, or excuse me, 4.7. Debo Samuel, 4 for 53, average 13. He had that long of 51 that I thought was gone to the house. I could hear Matt in my head. Talking about how he's slow and out of shape, Matt. Is that what happened? Two cheeseburgers less, and he would have housed that shit. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he, have Debo. Uh, you know what? He doesn't have breakaway uh, speed. Well, no, but he ran like a four 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 nine or whatever four four one at the combine. I'll say this: I liken Debo to Ray Rice. Ray Rice years ago said himself honestly and openly, "If it's forty to sixty yards, I'm taking it to the house. Anything over that, most likely going to get caught." That's Debo. If you got 40 to 50, 40 to 60 yards, most likely he's taking it to the house. He has enough speed to get there. But if you got anything over that, he's going to get caught. He's just not that fast. And that that's just the thing. Like, I'd love for him to be the home run hitter, but it's just not who he is. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I saw a comment in here earlier. I don't see from remember from who, but they were saying, like, the 49ers won. Why are you guys so down? I think it kind of goes without saying why we're upset. Um, the franchise quarterback just suffered a season ending injury. There you go. Faithful then faithful. Now we just won. Why do y'all look so down? We, we, we aren't, here's the thing. And I, I, I'll address that. When Trey Lance goes out, that automatically makes this win bittersweet because we expected and anticipated for the kid to come out this year, have a good year. We were ready for the ups and downs. We knew that there was going to be a, a couple of hiccups here and there. We anticipated all these things coming for him, and now that all has just slipped away in seconds. So, yes, that sucks. I'm not one of those people who, when we win, I just say, oh, oh man, great, we won. Yes, yeah, we're the greatest. I don't, I don't, I don't rah-rah like that. I look at the win as a whole, and I can take it into account, and then you go from there. If you're happy and you're okay with the fact that even though we lost our franchise quarterback that we just gave up, the, you know, everything for, and you're just good because we still won, that's your prerogative. Like Bobby Brown said, that's okay. 
you, you're wow. saying oh, so he's a Jimmy fan. This he's a Jimmy, Jimmy fan. Yeah, yeah never mind. I don't even keep going back. We don't even need to address yeah. this any further. Sorry, okay, yeah. my bad. I was going to say something, listen, but listen, what we're going to do, what we're going to do is we're going to support the team no matter what. Okay. None of this, if Trey was this, if Trey was that, or if Jimmy was this, if Jimmy was that, I don't care. It's about this right here. Okay. I've told you this. If I've told you this once, I've told you this a thousand times. It's about the team name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back of the jersey. Okay. If you're sitting here saying the team would have lost if Trey would have played, then you're a piece of shit. All right. Just at the same time, if I can't sit here and go, I I'm sitting here telling you this is still a Super Bowl caliber team with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback, even though I want Trey Lance to be the starter. Right. If you can't be objective, then get out of here, man. Like I'm not even that's so that's such a shitty attitude. It's such a shitty attitude. Trey would have been 0 and 2. Why don't you just throw the kid some slack because he just broke his ankle? At the same time last year, when we were giving Jimmy flowers for being f- super tough because he was hurt or whatever, it's just, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. I mean, it really also, is. Also, I do want to address this, by the way. Um, Ian Sharp said, Hawks wins are rare. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Because this team, this Seahawks team is trash. I don't go ahead, Christian. I was gonna say I want to be positive that we have a Super Bowl team, but I, I feel like unless we figure out the run game, I, I I feel like we can have some kind of a run in the playoffs, but the run game has to be really, really good for it just to be a Super Bowl team. And with what we have now, with Mitchell being banged up, something's gotta change here and we have to adjust to having Jimmy for the rest of the season. So unless we do something different with the run game and we make a trade or we do I I feel like we could make some kind of a run in the playoffs, but a, a Super Bowl team, I'm still wary because we got to have that unstoppable run game to to go with Jimmy in order for us to to win these big games. And that's a good point because, again, don't get it twisted. The Seattle team is trash. So don't take the 184 yards we had on the ground as something like, oh, this is what it's going to be every week because a better team – a better defense, and make no mistake, Denver is a good defense, regardless of what Russell Wilson has going on or not. They're going to be able to come out and identify what we do well and want to try to take it away. Now, Zach, before we go any further, I really want you to address this, and then the rest of us can observe natural evolution. Are we going to overlook Kyle Shanahan and play calling fails again? No more excuses. I think we're all pretty clear on this right now. It's really unfortunate um, because, I, as I said to start the show, I think a little bit of it was him not trusting Trey Lance as a passer, but you need to show him a little bit of trust to at least let him develop. I thought the play calling was kind of mediocre at best, and you said it, Matt, before we even started, where when Kyle Shannon was asked about the play calling difference when Jimmy Garoppolo came in versus when Trey Lance, he goes, oh, I don't really know if I stayed with my opening script. Yeah, he was able to tell you the down and distance of what happened the play before that, you said it perfectly. That's BS. He definitely knows exactly the situation of the ball when Jimmy came in. And I would bet that he did change his play calling because we suddenly saw Ross Dwelly wide open for the score. Uh, players that are schemed open. We weren't seeing that before, prior to Trey Lance getting injured. So I don't know what it is that he does differently or why he does it. But the same schemes aren't there for Lance to cap. Weren't there, I should say, because now the season's gone for him weren't there for him to capitalize on. And it put him in a really, really tough position, unfortunately. Matt, I'll throw it back to you. What's your take on it? 
Yeah, it's interesting because Kyle looked really defensive in the in the press conference where he was just like, well, Buffalo runs this type of stuff. When you have a, a quarterback like Trey, whatever, whatever. Listen, Trey's a pretty big dude, but Josh Allen is a big, big dude, right? It's different when Josh Allen does it. I think Josh Allen is a better athlete than Trey Lance, too, if I'm being completely honest. I think that Josh Allen is probably a little faster than Trey Lance is. Um, and you look at a smaller guy like Lamar Jackson, we all know Lamar Jackson is just ridiculously fast. So comparing it to that is a little it's a little disingenuous, in my opinion. And it's not that you run the occasional RPO or the quarterback power or this and this and that. Your play calling was essentially 15 plays for with Trey Lance in the game, 12 runs, three passes. That's completely completely out of ratio. Uh, Josh Allen ran the ball 10 times against the Rams. Um, he hasn't played yet, obviously, um, for week two. But he ran the ball 10 times against the Rams, but he threw it 31 times. That's a three-to-one pass-to-run situation. Trey Lance is getting nowhere near those numbers. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit fake of Kyle to come out and do that. It's the fact that the run game is super predictable. And when you see certain situations, I can tell you right now, watching the games where I'm just like, this is a run, this is a run, this might be a pass, this is a run, this is a run. And so it's just, it's so dumb for Kyle to try to pull the wool over everybody's eyes and and say, oh, you know, this is what we do or whatever. And you can see it. You can see it. I think um, RG3 on Twitter was coming out and you can tell RG3 is just sick. Because RG3 knows. RG3 absolutely knows. And it's no surprise that Trey Lance gets hurt when it seems like Shanahan teams just fall apart. And that goes back to Mike. It goes to Kyle. How many running back injuries have we had? It's just when he... Like, Trey Lance is used as a fullback more than Kyle Juszczyk is used as a fullback. And that's preposterous. So to me, I think that Kyle Shanahan definitely deserves a lot of the blame, not for calling one quarterback power, but because you're calling so many running plays and you're making your offense predictable and you're supposed to be this genius play caller. And yet when you bring Jimmy Garoppolo in, who you know, who you know what his limits are or whatever, you see more dynamic passing offense. Let Trey go out there. He's going to make mistakes. Yes. He's going to throw picks. Yes. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be something that's 100%. Oh, Trey Lance can go in there and do every single thing that Jimmy Garoppolo can do because Jimmy Garoppolo is better between the numbers, I would say, than Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo can throw a screen pass. Trey Lance seems to struggle with that. But at the same time, how do you expect Trey to get better at these things if you don't let him rep it up? And that's the issue that I have with these with these play calls. And it's just it's very unfortunate. I brought this up because you've referenced the injuries. Something weird. I don't know what it is. Bad luck. It's just, it's very, very unfortunate. 2017, 10th mo most injured team. 2018, fourth most injured team. 2019, sixth most injured team. 2020, the most injured team. 2021, third most injured team. Um, there's really no, like, I don't know. How do you even break At least down? the 49ers have been top 10 at something every season. That's what you call consistency, I guess. Yeah. I Niner by nature, 88. I do disagree with this. I don't think that Shanahan is not a good head coach. I think that he has idiosyncrasies that 
prevents him from, I think it's a good head coach. I think his idiosyncrasies prevent him from being a great head coach. I could see that. He gets in his way a lot, unfortunately. Brandon, you are now here and with us in the show. Um, obviously, sucks what happened to Trey Lance. It really, really is heartbreaking. What do you expect of Jimmy Garoppolo moving forward? More of the same, or are we going to see any difference? Oh, I mean, as soon as he came in, we saw the same Jimmy Garoppolo that we did last year. The hospital balls, the the he got sacked once, right? And then on top of that, too, he had a he threw a low ball to Ayuk, which I don't know who the hell he's throwing to, right? He had he had another throw that he made with two people covering, I think it was Brandon Ayuk again, right? So I mean it's the same shit over and over again. And look at the second half. We didn't we really didn't do much in the second half. So I mean, these Jimmy stands are gonna start talking their ish, but I'm like, dude, Jimmy Garoppolo is basically proving our point. What we've been saying all off season. So, I think I think anybody who's t- if Jimmy stands are talking shit, they're they're awful. You should be about the team, and you can yeah. support both quarterbacks, right? You can be supportive of of a little bit supportive of Jimmy and understand there ain't shit we can do it about Trey now. He's out for the season. Now we just got to rally behind Jimmy Garoppolo. It is what it is. You can't get too pressed about what what could have been or whatever. The people that are like, "See, I told you, man, you're a bad person, man. You shouldn't you shouldn't be celebrating this in any way, shape, or form." Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's it's an injury. What can you do about it? The only thing we can do as fans is support the team moving forward. Um, the incentives and Jimmy Garoppolo's contract are definitely going to come into play now moving forward. We'll see what the 49ers will do after that, after this year is up. Uh, moving, Looking forward, though, they face the Denver Broncos next week on Sunday night. And I think a lot of us thought this was going to be their most serious matchup of the first quarter of the season. Denver hasn't looked so hot to start the year. Dion, I'm going to throw it to you. I don't know what the final score was it, with Houston, but they're going at it pretty closely. And Russell Wilson did not look good. Um, I see here now they did win 16 to nine. Are the 49ers going to have a big matchup battle on their hands next week against Denver, or should it not be that feared? Honestly, with the way Russell Wilson has been playing these first two games, I don't think you should be that scared. Like, I really feel like this is another situation where we can come out and bully an offensive line that's new to the quarterback as well as new uh, in, in a small sense, and we should be okay. I honestly don't feel like, you know, at the beginning of the season, I felt like Rush might have uh, meshed with them a little faster and the, the continuity would have been built a little bit better. But, I mean, hey, his first game didn't look so great. This next game, he didn't look good at all. Like, when you look at uh, Russell Wilson and you take a look at his uh, his stats right now, man, like, it's all bad. Russell Wilson was – 14 to 31 for 219 yards, one TD, one interception, and three sacks. Russell Wilson? Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, this is not giving me any trepidation by any stretch of the imagination. I'm fine. Like, I feel like, honestly, we could go out and if the defense does what they did, technically speaking, we had three picks. Technically speaking, we pissed the shutout. The score was off of a blocked field goal. That had nothing to do with The defense pitched a shutout for sure. Yeah, the defense pitched a complete shutout. So 
as far as that goes, I'm sorry. Russ is in trouble. He's the one who should honestly be scared because with the way our defense played, like I said, we have two, we have two picks. Technically we had three, you know what I'm saying? We had our, we, we had a couple sacks. We had pressure consistently. Like I, I'm not, I'm not worried at all. I feel like our defense is doing great things outside of the fact that I hate the zone scheme and us playing 50 yards off of receivers, but it is what it is. I saw this and it, it, it kills me because I feel like this is, I feel like, and, and there's no disrespect to you, man. I feel like you're a casual fan. You look at your phone. If you see a win, you're happy. You look at your phone. If you see a loss, you're like, Oh, we lost. When you lose your franchise quarterback, in a game that hurts that sucks that makes the win bittersweet so you don't automatically go on a podcast and be like man we won did you see yeah you don't do that a person who looks at the game from a broad spectrum will know and understand why we feel the way we feel but someone who just looks at their phone and sees a w wouldn't understand that because they don't look at the game that deep they're just like hey a win is a win don't care who got it, how they got it. We won. That's all that matters. And if that's how you feel, by all means, that's your thing. Do it. But you can't come in here and tell us that we wrong because we're we're hurt that we lost our franchise quarterback. And also we're looking at the game right. from the far spectrum. Than you. And that's the point. The people that are saying, oh, this is hate. This is hate. Why y'all sad? Whatever, whatever. You guys are people that can't see past one day. I'm sorry, you live your life for today. That's fantastic for you, but you don't play the long game, right? Real winners play the long game. What this is, is Trey Lance is going his third year without being able to get reps, without being able to develop, without being able to... This is the same thing that I said about Jimmy Garoppolo and why Jimmy Garoppolo didn't develop the way that I thought that he could. Because when he got here and he played those five games, right, he looked really good, right? Come back 2018, we're super excited. He tears his ACL, can't develop. Comes back in 2019, they get to the Super Bowl, but he has a lot of flaws, right? You're just like, okay, well, maybe, you know, something can happen. Jimmy Garoppolo can play better, something, something, something. High ankle sprain, right? Multiple times, the ankle fucked him up. Didn't get to develop. 2021, they get the NFC Championship game, but he's got the same flaws in 2021 that he had in 2019. He didn't get to develop. This is what we're talking about with Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo has a no trade clause, a no tag clause. He's going to be gone after this year because another team's going to be quarterback needy. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to have to have a shoulder surgery. He's going to be free and clear to go wherever he wants to go. And he's going to leave the Niners hanging in the breeze because he's not going to come back because Trey Lance is still under contract for another three years after this if they pick up his fifth year option. So Trey Lance is it, whether you believe it or not. That's what it is. So it's not that we're not happy about a win. We're starting on Trey Lance because that's the most pertinent thing towards the 49ers long term. Okay. Today was a win over a very bad Seattle team. If you're stoked on Seattle, like we just won the Super Bowl, you're a moron. I'm sorry. See, there's the door. See your fucking way out. Okay. This is about the 49ers and the future. This is, again, the front of the jersey, not the back. Jimmy Garoppolo is still a placeholder, and we can get very far with Jimmy Garoppolo, okay? Jimmy Garoppolo can can get us to where we need to go, this and this and this. It's fine. 
I remember y'all's Colin Kaepernick hate as well post the Super Bowl loss. Y'all are funny. I don't think 49ers high was a thing after the Colin Kaepernick thing. So yeah, I, I don't even know what you're talking about hate. here, bro. Yeah, like, listen, you know. drug, drugs are bad. Go to rehab. <laughs> <laughs> and can I just say also, Trey has proven that he's not a franchise quarterback. What can you prove in three games and a quarter? Bro, you, are you like, okay, is this a burner it's account for Colin Cowherd? Really? That that's what it that's what it feels like. Hold on, hold on. I don't understand how you continually that it just tells me that you like the other guy. You're a Jimmy fan, and that's okay. If that's who you like, that's your prerogative. But you can't sit up here and continue to keep saying that we're we, you know that we're haters because we're not. You feel like we're not happy about the win. Yeah, we beat Seattle. You know how hard it is to beat Seattle over the years that Kyle has been here. We have a really bad record against him. So, yes, we're happy for the win, but don't be mad at us for being somber that we lost our, our franchise quarterback. And if you're happy about that, then that tells us a lot about you. Right. That means that you are okay with that. And that's and don't not get it cool twisted. We don't want nobody to get injured, period. Don't, exactly. And don't get it twisted. This is not the same Seattle team that we beat in 2019 to win the division. This is not that Seattle team. All right. Y'all living in the past. And you, could, you said individually you all had hate. For who? For Colin Kaepernick, I never hated Colin Kaepernick as a person. I've advocated time and time and time and time and time again that he should have a chance in this league, but just not with the 49ers because we know exactly what he is. He's not a good passer. He's very limited in what he can do, whatever, whatever. I've never said anything negative about Colin Kaepernick's protest stance, and I'm a vet, dude. Like, y'all don't even, half of y'all don't even know. I was fucking army, all right? And I'm cool. Listen, I I joined the army so that people could express their freedom. I don't care that he took a knee. I don't care that he wore pig socks or whatever. I don't care what his political views are. What I care about is how the 49ers do on the football field. So for you to come in here, never having been here before because I don't recognize your name and I know our regulars, and for you to say we're immature, we're rookies, we don't know what we're talking about, we, we're name calling, we're this, we're that. No, you're a goddamn troll. All right? You're coming in here. You're stirring up shit because you feel like you can stir up shit. Fine. You want to do that? That's cool, man. You do you. But that's not what we do here. We try to maintain a positive attitude. We try to maintain what, you know, what we think is is the best. He said that's what not not what I said back then. What I didn't. Even, I wasn't even on YouTube back when Colin Kaepernick. I did, did not even thing. know. What are you talking about? The only person I knew here was Brandon. That's because I've known him from high school. I didn't even know any of these people. 49ers I didn't exist. None of this happened. So I'm not sure if you're thinking of someone else or what. Yeah, there must be someone else because I don't know who was yeah, upset. I like know. I know I wasn't even doing YouTube when we when Colin Kaepernick was in the Super that's Bowl. That's what I'm saying. I don't even. I don't. I don't know where. I mean, I, I don't know, bro. You might have people mixed up. Maybe you see faces and you think you saw somebody else. Um, but, hey, at the end of the day, man, uh, <laughs> see your way out if you if you keep feeling the way you feel, bro. Cause, right. You don't, we, you we, don't we ain't about to, to sit up here and continue to entertain you. We got better things to talk about. Right. You don't have to watch. My, right. point, is, my point is that we can be we're, – we're still, we're still talking about Trey Lance right now. We're going to get to the rest of the game. Don't you worry. We're still going to get to the rest of the game. But we can express our disappointment in losing Trey Lance in a way that's productive. It's not – we're not attacking anybody. We're not – you know, 
We're not saying anything like that. I'm telling you, it's still a Super Bowl roster with Jimmy Garoppolo. But we lost Trey Lance. We're not happy about that. There's implications with that for the 49ers' future. I feel for that guy. He said, so I'm – listen, dude, you can have an opinion. That's what Dion literally just told you. Right. We just told you that. You're being a troll, all right? Yeah, at this point – We're going to – if you're not – our, our policy is if you're not contributing to the show, you get the ban hammer. And Mjolnir is about to fly down from Asgard and ban your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that one. We all tolerate liars. I mean, I like that one. That should you know, be a quote right there. You know what's Can crazy, I, though, is one of the things he said, like a lot of the media is actually saying, like, Trey hasn't proven anything in three games. I'm like, dude, look at some of these quarterbacks. It took them how many years to, to – after so, like after Josh Allen's first season, his rookie season, did did he prove anything? Did anybody think he would be freaking torching offenses with his arm when he looked completely inaccurate and couldn't throw an accurate ball to save his life? And now he's throwing ropes to his receivers, but he had three years to get to get playing time and get better. Like, how the hell is a, a kid who's twenty one years old supposed to prove anything in three three starts? Right. I want to play All this right. real quick. We're d- we're done with we're done with Trey Lance. Um, it's it's unfortunate. I hope he gets back. We'll talk about this in the future because it's really going to be something that we're you know going to have to deal with for the rest of the season. But um, let's let's play this Debo clip and then we'll move on to the stuff that we actually did like about yeah, the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, at first I really didn't know what happened. I just seen Trey on the ground, you know, hoping he can get up. But I mean, just seeing all the work Trey put in from this year, from last year to this year, kind of broke my heart. You know, um, pray for him. You know, um, he's a great, great guy. That's what makes him so special. Really unfortunate. Um, I I do want to say this, by the way. I watched the play, and if you go back, and uh, you know, you don't have to watch the play if you don't want to. But when you watch the play. Trey actually gets off the ground first and then goes back down. And it's weird, you know, as, as somebody who's a medical professional who works in a hospital and stuff, it's weird what your body does, right? I don't think he realized he was hurt until he tried to stand on the ankle and it gave way again and he went back down. And I don't think that he was doing, he did the like the helmet thing and he was grabbing it and rolling on the ground. I honestly don't think it hurt him until he looked and saw it. And yeah, it's that weird adrenaline body was flowing probably in that, in that moment. Mm-hmm. So interesting, so interesting, and and I just you just feel really bad. I know Jennifer Lee Chan put out you know something where she said she saw his parents in the locker room, and you know it, it's it sucks, man. But he'll make it back. He'll make it back, and then they're just gonna have to do a lot of work. It's yeah, gonna Christian, be a lot of Christian work. actually said the exact same thing you said. He didn't think that he realized. He said that while we were watching. He was like, I don't think he realized he was hurt. No. Yeah, I mean, the and way it's he, amazing. You go through something like that and your body's just like, I don't know. It's like it's the way until he, your brain physically processes your con- your conscious brain co- processes that you're like, uh oh. It's like the way he grabbed his helmet, too. I was like, okay, did he get a concussion or like is he hurt? And he's just more focused on being upset that, it, that his season's over and like he. Because it didn't even, like you said, how it didn't look like he felt he was hurt. It looked like he was more upset knowing that this is it for the season and he was more frustrated. You know, that's actually a really good point. And that's something that I see, too, where people will, you know, patients that I'll have or whatever, they'll have this injury, right? And it's like, it doesn't really hurt, but it's the anxiety of not knowing what the next step is that becomes the thing that's really upsetting. And I think it's a very 
prescient point that you bring up that it's just like dude i think it was it, it's a lot of it is emotional a lot of it is the emotional aspect of it that really gets you that it's less physical I'll, you know uh, all right whatever he it, i mean he probably felt something right he was probably like oh that sucked or whatever and tried to stand on it, and he's like oh shit and then he goes oh no i'm out okay i'm done you know and that's that realization is something that really just lets everything in it's, it's very unfortunate so so it's up to trey lance hopefully he can recover was it uh so how did it happen? Defender just fell back on his ankle, or I think his cleat got stuck, and he got bowled over. And mm -hmm. so the way that ankles work, right? Like so, um, let's just say, and this is a terrible visual visualization. So bear with me, okay? So this is this is a foot, right? You have the you have the outer toe area, and then you have the big toe area, right? And so when you roll your ankle like this to the outer toe area, there's a lot more give. I think what happened is his foot got stuck and it, and it rolled towards the big toe area and then his body folded over and that caused a fracture dislocation, which, you know. Okay. Yeah. So the news immediately after the game was. Hey, that's a bad luck name, dog. We'll ban you just for the name. I mean, I'm, I'm going to put you in a timeout just because. He has played for the 49ers, so that makes you a liar. We don't like liars. Um, Trey Greenlaw signed a – was it a two-year extension? Two-year extension. Game? We don't have the numbers, I don't think. No, not yet. Uh, but Rappaport, uh, right after the game, standout 49ers linebacker Dre Greenlaw have reached an agreement on a two-year contract extension immediately following the seven-tackle game. Does this surprise any of you guys? No? I – Kind of. I mean, after week two, it's a little weird, but, you know, a lot of people are like, and I know, Zach, you're of the opinion that, oh, this must mean that that Aziz Alshair is on the outs. I want to see what the numbers are because I'm willing to bet that this two-year contract is probably like 18-5 yeah. or something like that, that it's not going to prevent the 49ers from bringing back Alshair. Um, Stu, our boy in the chat, was just like, so the 49ers are going to play three off-ball linebackers. And I'm like, really, at the end of the day, if you bring back Al Shire and you bring back Greenlaw, the only one really getting paid was Fred Warner. So I would expect this to be under 10 mil. That's something that you're going to be able to afford going forward. Don't forget that the new TV money is going to hit soon. There's new money coming in. The salary cap's going to jump back up post-COVID. There's going to be a lot more room. So I think that you can bring back. And again, why wouldn't you bring back both of them? They rotate. They do a great job. When you look at the 49ers, one of the things that everybody says is, wow, that's a strong linebacker room. Why? Warner, Greenlaw, Alshire, right? It doesn't have to be. And I think this is something that the fans do where they're like, oh, it's Alshire or it's Greenlaw. Greenlaw. When we should look at it as it's Greenlaw and Alshire, right? You can have them both. They're both going to do things. So this is kind of cool. Uh, you know, um, I can't remember who it was. It might have been you, Dion, where he's just like, damn, you just signed that shit after the game. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, man, it, it, was, it, was, it was like random. Like, yo, he did have a he had a pretty good game. And it's like, well, shit, if I man put me in coach, I want to go in and have a great game, get a two year extension randomly. But I wouldn't say that I was shocked. Um, I mean, I think it's a good thing. You know, hey, you get your money. And I agree with Matt wholeheartedly. 
it's probably going to be easy to bring back Al Shire. I like him, but I don't, he's not going to cost Fred Warner money. And with all that bread coming in, yeah, what? There's no reason we can't keep this linebacker room together. Although, I mean, I'd, I'd say probably maybe some improvements on the backups because I don't trust Flanagan fouls for anything. But it is what it is. I just needed to share this picture. I think this is a really, Beautiful. really good picture. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. Oh, that that that's dope. Whoever did that, good job. Also, that's pretty sweet. Here's a first from David Lombardi. Jimmy Garoppolo stopped to sign autographs to the crowd following his post game presser. He's never seen a 49ers player do that until today. You know what? Honestly, yeah. But at the same time, again, what what is the age old adage in the NFL? Backup quarterback is the coolest position in the game, where you don't got to worry about shit. You don't got to do shit. Let's see if this happens in week. 10 week 11 week 12 mm-hmm. right like he's not gonna do this all he have we ever seen this before from jimmy garoppolo no 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 by the way jimmy garoppolo today just for playing in more than 25 percent of the plays and getting the win made 350 large he's all just right? happy 50 grand. so he, why uh, shit if i made 350 thousand a day i'm gonna sign autographs too he was on such a high he's like fuck it Sign away. Hey, look, man, if I made 350 grand for what 30 minutes of my life, shit. And I will say this. I'll be out there. Yeah, and I will say this. And Dion, you can plug your ears if you want, because this might hurt you. (laughs) But I say today was the most Jimmy Garoppolo type day I've ever seen, or whatever, right? But the fact that he was able to do it with no OTAs, no working with the team. The fact that he didn't even get a playbook until they restructured his contract and the fact that he was coming off of a shoulder injury and he looked like Jimmy Garoppolo that we saw last year, that's a testament to the way that he prepped and he rehabbed and then he came out and he was ready to go. So I, I got to tip my hat to Jimmy Garoppolo for being a professional, for being a team player, for being a guy that was willing to accept this type of a role and was able to answer the call when it came. So... I might not think that Jimmy Garoppolo is a good enough quarterback to carry the 49ers to a Super Bowl, but I can appreciate the man as a professional, and I can appreciate the way that he worked to get back and and step up when he was asked to, and that's why that he has had that captain badge for a couple years. So props to Jimmy Garoppolo for that. I'll say this. uh, Observe natural evolution. I don't know. It may or may not be the case. And I can tell you this, it's real easy to not forget plays for a guy you literally just called him for last year. Like, it ain't hard to go back to the old well and just dig it up and say, hey, Jimmy, remember this? Yeah, run it. It's not hard. It really isn't. So, Matt, I will partially I'll – do, I'll do about that much for Jimmy. Why, why we're tipping hats? I, I can't do the whole thing. While we're tipping hats, I'm gonna tip my hat, then I'll let you go, Christian, to the front office. We got they got a lot of shit, and rightfully so, to be honest with you, for bringing back Jimmy. But and I think Matt said it to start the show. If not, it was definitely said in the chat. The 49ers just lost their starting quarterback, and the expectations for the seasons didn't change one bit. If anything, they might have improved. And I'm only saying that because the floor isn't as low as it could have been with Trey Lance while he's growing into a quarterback. We know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. 
we're not having to wait and let him develop and let him work through his struggles. We know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. So credit to the front office for still sticking with Jimmy Garoppolo. I should say, say for bringing him back and having the foresight that, hey, if he goes down, that could cost us our season. And they've done with that, dealt with that before when Jimmy did go down in the past. Christian, I'm going to toss it to you. What I wanted to just say is what what bums me out a lot too is I, I'm kind of really feeling for Brandon Ayuk because I, I think this was going to be his breakout year. And I don't know if that happens now with Jimmy. Like Jimmy can make things happen here and there, but Ayuk doesn't become isn't that number one receiver with Jimmy where he is where he is with a number one receiver with Lance, and we were seeing it with Lance too already how how much of a rapport they were having the how good Ayuk lo- looked with him. Um, I just I think this hurts Ayuk more than anything. I think it really sucks because I think he was primed to become one of the top receivers in the league, and I don't know if that still happens with Jimmy Garoppolo. I came in late on this comment, but I actually thought Ayuk looked really good with Jimmy, and I thought he looked much more dynamic than he did last year. There were a couple of grabs that he made where he was like, oh, shit, Ayuk is a dude, yeah. right? Like, to me, much more of a, a reliable route runner, a reliable guy that's going to get open over the middle than than even Debo is. So there's, I, I think that Danny Gray is really the one that's going to suffer from yeah. this the most. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that Brandon Ayuk is going to be cool because you can just see how much talent mm-hmm. he has. Just he just mm-hmm. jumps off. It's like a real athlete. Well, the one thing I don't understand in the red zone with Ayuk though, and the, that's not in the playbook is we. I still am waiting to see the fade. I mean, the guy is tall and has the longest arms, some of the longest arms I've ever seen on a receiver, and we still haven't used it. Like the one where in the um, where we kicked the first field goal, I freaking went off when we were doing the the stream because like Lance, you know, gets rushed and he throws it, you know, to Wilson when we, we ended up kicking the field goal, but why not just Lance, let Lance throw the fade and let Ayuk go get it. He had enough time because when you throw the fade like that, it's one, two, you throw it, you know, he had enough time. Why is that not in the fucking playbook? Why are you not utilizing your receivers? Like, top skill sets. Like it's like Kyle has all these great players and he never uses their full potential. I don't fucking get it. I literally went fucking off today on that first drive where we could have scored a touchdown because of that bullshit. Like, so why, I just want to say, I know it? you said Ayuk is tall. He's technically not tall. Zach, you're taller than Brandon Ayuk. Christian, you're taller than Brandon Ayuk. Okay. He was five eleven and six, he was six and sixty three six sixty three one hundredths of an inch. Okay. So he's under six feet tall. Okay. I just, just got long, long arms. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. He, he it kind of twists you up. I understand them not running fade routes, but there are routes that you could run with Ayuk that he would definitely be able to do, like like a dig route on the goal That's line, fair. right? Like run him like he's going to run a slant and then pivot him outside. And he, I'm telling you, nine times out of ten, he's going to burn dudes on that. Yeah, I just don't think like we utilize any of our skill sets in the red zone in general. Like Kyle just looks like Meh, I'm. I don't know what Kyle I'm doing. is a very bad red zone play caller. Yeah. I will say yes. that right now. Mike, we saw terrible that today. red zone like, play we, calls. Honestly, I think we're not we're going to realize how important Mike McDaniel was to this offense because his offense looked pretty damn good today and a lot more dynamic calling than what Kyle's did. And I'm like, eh, he might've been a lot more important to this offense than we thought he was. I'm going to, I'm going to hold my breath and wait and see. Let's see what Jimmy has with the full week. Let's see what Kyle does okay. with Jimmy with the full week going into him, going into next week, knowing he's the starter. I think a lot of these game plans were tailored to really, really easy stuff for Trey Lance to develop as a passer now that he's not going to have to 
with all due respect, dumb it down a little bit and no disrespect to Lance. It's just kind of the offense. I think we'll hopefully see more shots. And I'm not as out on Brandon Ayuk. I think the back end of the season with Jimmy Garoppolo, we saw him really, really develop into a good receiver and his stats showed it. I think on the back end of the year, he had like 600 receiving yards over the last eight games, if I remember correctly. So I'm not completely out on him. Gray, maybe a little more, but Brandon Ayuk, I think he's definitely more of the complete receiver. And Debo Samuel's value just fucking skyrocketed, baby, because Dime Jimmy is back. And I mean, Dime by 10 yards and under. That's what he's throwing. So, yeah. but one thing Jimmy, wanna... Jimmy had some ugly ass Jimmy throws today, too. Yes. Didn't he? Yeah. The one thing I, I do want to say about that, too, is when he first came in, he didn't throw his little 10 yard passes in the middle. He was actually going outside to Ayuk and everything. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting as well. Yeah. Good, good observation. Also, yeah, David David Villa says, I was happy how they took advantage of the defensive backs to get the pass interference calls. Good job. The 49ers actually got PIs called. Yeah. What's I going on? I said that on the underthrow to Ayuk. I was like, just how they drew it up with Jimmy's cannon. An underthrown. <laughs> <laughs> I swear oh to you, when we were watching, that was the first thing I did. I was like, you know what? He purposely underthrew that pass, or he just wasn't going to get it there in the first place. And it was easy for IU to come back, create the contact, and get the call. I saw it. I saw his face. He put everything he had into that shit. <laughs> I feel like I feel like even, like we think like Danny Gray is going to go into obscurity, but I almost think like him and him and uh, Jimmy got to work on something. And even if it's just one, like Kyle's got to try to throw it in there in each game at least once because we have to try to do something about these stack boxes. And even if Jimmy's not going to complete it, we have to we have to at least try. Hey, and that, it, from from what Christy was telling me, Danny Gray ripped Jimmy Garoppolo a brand new one on them sidelines for being open and 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 him not throwing the ball. But I'm I sorry, Danny, you're gonna have to. Real. It no, may it probably it may not be, but I can tell you this: if you're if because you're gonna, if a, if a rook yells at a nine year vet like that, he ain't gonna be well liked in that locker room. They're gonna. I can tell you. I can tell you. I can tell you this: at the end of the day, Danny, if you're listening. You'll never see the ball beyond twenty yards. Sorry, just your your season is unfortunately lost, just as Trey Lance's is, because he don't yeah. throw deep. So no matter how many times you open, if if you don't believe me, go ask Brandon Ayuk. I watched I, him throw two year old temper tantrums on the field when he was standing will, wide open and Jimmy wouldn't throw it. Danny Gray. Unlike Emmanuel Sanders, if it's a Super Bowl and Jimmy throws that ball up, I think Danny Gray has the speed to catch it. Oh, he does. He definitely does. All right, and I want to give WPS a little props. He asked a real question. Legit question. How often has the 49ers used inside power run, which was how Lance was injured? They never ran quarterback power when Jimmy Garoppolo. No. I mean, he ran it on the goal line today, like, but that's like goal line shit. Right? Yeah, that's that one yard. They were running that for Trey Lance in the middle of the field. And that's Second the and problem eight. that we have with Kyle Shanahan's play calling is that he ran that kind of stuff. So yeah. thank you for asking a legit question. If this is how you're going to be, you're more than welcome here. The yeah. other inflammatory shit we're not about. So I, I know, Matt, you're more mad about the play call, but it's still what bugs me about that play is Lance did misread that play. If he hands that to McLeod, it's a fucking touchdown. McLeod had all that room. And he makes one shock it up little, to experience. One little freaking move. Right. I, but that's and the problem. It's a touchdown. But that's the problem, though. It's inexperience. Exactly. Right? I agree. The, the problem is the problem is that Lance doesn't know better. 
but Kyle Shanahan should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, exactly. And that's the issue. Yeah. That the issue for me is that you got to let Trey Lance make his mistakes, mm-hmm. but you got to do it in a way. Listen, the best quarterbacks, and you can talk about Josh Allen. You can talk about this. Trey Lance is not enough of an athlete to be able to get outside like some of the other quarterbacks do Uh and some of these faster defensive ends or whatever. You have to look, and I'm not comparing Trey Lance to Aaron Rodgers in this sort of way, just in the fact that you got to look at Trey Lance as you look at like Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. You don't run quarterback power for those quarterbacks. They're not good enough athletes. What you do is you rely on their escapability in pass rush situations so that when they're when you're throwing a pass play, you have stuff up the middle because your offense is not predictable and the defense is like, oh, they're gonna pass it. And then the middle's wide open because there's no receivers there. And maybe you get six yards instead of no yards because your quarterback has an escapability to step up in the pocket. And if nothing's there, they can take off. It's one of the things that I said that I really liked from him in the preseason um, when he stepped up in the pocket and everybody's like, Oh, he's going to run. But then like what immediately he gets up. And then what does he do? He sets his feet to look to throw. And then he took off. Right. Like that's what you should be using him as any, but any Joe Schmo can see. And I don't understand why Kyle refuses to. It's very confusing to me. Why Kyle I feel like Andy Reid would be a better coach for Trey Lance than Kyle Shanahan is. And that's not to hate on Kyle Shanahan, but I think that Kyle Shanahan is very much his father's son. And he's like, run the ball at all costs, run the ball to set up the pass rather than you rather than read the situation and know this is my personnel. This is what we got to get better at. So I think that Trey Lance definitely, you should use him as a, scrambler not as a runner right lamar jackson is a runner aaron Rodgers, you know patrick Mahomes, they're scramblers right pass rushes in okay i can step up and then i can move if i need to but i don't i don't necessarily have to all the time and you're definitely not calling a bunch of design runs for my ass so that, that that's just my opinion on that i want to share what richard sherman said about the situation and then we're going to thank today's sponsor. Richard Sherman said there are a lot of coaches right now frowning that they will face Jimmy G. Facing a rookie who is learning the position has its challenges, but Jimmy knows his offense and can run it efficiently and effectively. I hope 49ers fans can come together and support both quarterbacks. And I think that's that's pretty well said. I don't find that completely true, though, because other coaches are like, oh, well, I guess we're stacking the box, make Jimmy beat us with his arm. They're going to do the same shit they did last year. So how I scared mean, are they? They were stacking the box with Lance as it was. So I guess that's yeah. true. But right. Yeah. Really you, there, there's, there, there's not a lot of fear of Lance because Kyle didn't let Lance throw the ball. Yeah. Right. True. Like Lance had 13 carries last week. He had three carries this week. They didn't let him throw until the game was out of reach. It was in the rain and they had to make it up. Yeah. Right. Lance was going to be, in Kyle Shanahan's mind, Lance was going to be a 16-carry guy and then, you know, 40 runs a game. Yeah. And that's not how Lance is going to improve and become a full-fledged quarterback. Did you see, like, one of our shows, like, before the first game, I, I had said I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle almost is running some kind of wishbone offense with Lance, and that's what he expects to do for this season. And – that's kind of what he was trying to do and it ended up being an injury. So I wish I All was right. not right. We're going to do the ad read. <laughs> Let's thank today's sponsor, which is, of course, 
my bookie. The Sunday night game is just starting right now. So if you guys haven't placed your bets, I think it's too late. But we got two games tomorrow night to place your bets on. Head over to mybookie.ag. The 49ers finally got their winning season kicked off. I know at a big cost, but they still won. I put a bet on today that I think Vegas had a little bit of inside knowledge on Trey Lance's injury. Completely joking. But I bet Trey Lance would have two or more touchdowns. And that would have paid out like $700 of that one, two touchdowns, two total touchdowns, excuse me. Unfortunately, he got injured pretty early on. But mybookie.ag, promo code HIVE, you guys can take advantage of the double deposit bonus. You deposit $25, that becomes $50. You deposit $50, that becomes $100. You know the deal. It's super simple. All you do is go to mybookie.ag once you sign up using our promo code HIVE. Get your first deposit match. You can click on the game that you want to bet on. Scroll down. See which props you like. Take the odds you like. And place a bet and start winning money. It's that simple, guys. Shout out to mybookie. Thanks for sponsoring today's show. You can bet and win money super easily anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, guys, let's wrap up with some positives. Wait, wait, wait. I got to address this. Let's address this. Let's smoke this fool. Yes, I'm not please. a 49er fan if please. you're rooting for us to lose, and I feel a bunch of you clowns are doing that now. Did any of us ever say that we wish the 49ers lose? No? Okay, no. you're stupid. Shut up. <laughs> it's just, it's right. just ridiculous. I don't know how people could say that. Um None uh, of us. I, I can't. Again, I can't take anyone seriously. It says say that. it's about the front of the jersey and not the back, right? It could be both things. You could be sad that Trey Lance got hurt. You could be upset that Kyle Shanahan was calling plays, but also at the same time, you could be like, again, as I said before, with Jimmy Garoppolo, this is a Super Bowl roster. Nuance is so lost on some of you, and I feel really bad for you. I feel really bad for you. All right, let's wrap it up with some positives. For me, I'm going to go first. Hufanga kind of looks like the real deal. Hufanga <laughs> kind of looks like the real deal. Am I Dude, right? Dude, he was sick. No, Again, there's no kind of about it. Hufanga, is, that, that's the man right there. I think that's the only Paul Amalu. He overshot one, one run, that one running play, and that was yeah, the only that. time the kid missed. Yeah, I saw that. Like, he literally is everywhere. And I feel like when Jimmy Ward comes back, it's only going to get worse for teams. Like, it, it's... Oh yeah. The beauty of him is his instincts, his football yeah. knowledge and his instincts will will surpass the lack that he has in speed. So he you're not putting Hufanga over the top. Good. You're just not doing that because you know he's gonna mm-hmm. he, he doesn't have the speed to keep up with fast guys. But you know what you can do? Use him the exact way that D- that D'Amico Ryans has been using him. It has been lovely to see that as well. And for me, I, I look. He tipped. The, he he almost had to pick. Gibson was right there to pick it up. That's yep. the beauty of it. It's create the turnover. Do exactly what it is. Oh, he, I guess he was talking about somebody in the chat being thinking something I mean, else. I'm not sure. All right, cool. I mean, I hey, you caught some strays today. It's all love. It's all love. Hey, both. Oh my God, bro. Dude, bro hey, he was wild. he was very close to match three three sacks and a forced this, fumble. But did they count it as one and a half because Jackson? So. Yeah, was there let me take a look. They did, yeah, because Jackson was in on it. But I mean, hey, it, it the beauty is that t- that shows you that speed that Jackson has because you see how he he over pursued like crazy, but he still picked up and came back to yeah. help with the sack. I'm sorry, man, Ufunga. Right now is my favorite player on defense. I like Bolster. I like all of the other guys. 
But I'm telling you right now, Huff is just out there balling, and I'm loving this, every second of it. This defense is nice. This defense is really nice, like top three defense. It looks ridiculously good. So yeah. Hufanga, another pass breakup today. Nick Bosa, one and a half sacks today. I mean, they were just all over the place. The penalties were limited. I think we had one penalty on the day. That was absolutely yes. fantastic. A bounce back performance. Like, I mean, if this defense plays like this for the rest of the season, again, Super Bowl team. I'm telling you, Super Bowl team in a wide open NFC. And we pissed a well, shutout on defense. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. They did not score. So when people look at the game, don't be a casual fan and just look and go, oh, we gave up seven points. No, we didn't. That was a block punt, block field goal. So there's nothing the defense could really do about that when they're sitting on the sidelines and it's not their job to be able to be out there. So we pissed Bad blocking, off. but it's not a Richard Hightower special team. So I'll take yeah. it. Dude, that's, uh, that speed rush by Drake Jackson today, too. My God. Dude, he, he got in the backfield so fast. He freaking – he was going so fast. He overran Geno Smith a little bit that and helped get half a sack with Bosa. But I was like, God damn, how fast he got in the backfield was insane. Um, Brandon, I'm going to throw it to you. The white free. Before I do, this, I think, just further proves my theory that Pete Carroll sold his soul a second time to beat yeah. the, the Denver Broncos last week in Russell Wilson's return because this team looked like a completely fucking different team. And either that – our Denver Broncos are a complete fraud. They're not them. They're not who anybody thought they were. And the Niners, to put it shortly, are him. The Niners are them. Um, because this team, Geno Smith looked efficient. He looked good last week. He got the job done. Was he elite? No, but he he did enough to make some plays to get the, get the win. This week, he looked like regular old Geno Smith that got washed out of New York, wherever the fuck he got drafted to. Brandon, what's the positive you took away from this win? Um you know, the one um, area that stood out to me for sure as well was um, the special teams uh, on that punt when we uh, got that fumble return. And Mitch, Mitch, big money Mitch, with them nice kicks today. That's what I liked about it. Unfortunately, they gave up this. that blocked field goal. Yeah. yeah. I will say this. The Geno Smith thing, you know – he wasn't that different from last week. He can, he still completed over 80% of his passes. He had under 200 yards, right? He was in like the upper 20s. The difference is that this defense didn't give up touchdowns. Last week, he got two touchdowns. This week, he had an interception, no touchdowns. And I thought that the defense did a great job of taking away DK Metcalf, um, they got a little bit bailed out on that D when DK mossed uh, Emmanuel Mosley. Emmanuel Mosley. But I mean, I, Emmanuel Mosley is like 5'11. DK is like 6'3 and like a superhuman. Uh -huh. So what are you going to do on that play, right? Um, ineligible man downfield wiped that out. But Geno Smith was Geno Smith. But the fact of the matter is that Geno Smith is not good. Yeah. So I think it was more of a Denver thing. And I think they were really, really, really. Uh, amped up for that seattle game and this was just like the natural evolution right the natural letdown the next step i i just don't dude i told everybody before the season and i don't think a lot of people believe me the seattle team is like a three or a four win team they're trash they're trash and we took out the trash we won by 20 that that's we took care of business and that's yep. an awesome thing Beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. Yeah. Last week was an aberration just because of the weather. 
the fact that it was essentially monsoon type, you know, rain equalizer, and, that and kind whatever. Of it was preposterous weather. I've never seen a football game so bad like that. I've seen snow games where they put up the contrast markers on the field for like the, the yard lines where it's black instead of white so that you could see because obviously snow, you're not going to be able to see the, the line markers. I've never seen it for rain before. And this was that yeah. type of game last week. So to come back this week off a disappointing loss, take care of business in the home opener, man, that's you got to take positives out of that. 100%. 100%. I know the 49ers had that special teams blunder. It seems to always happen against the Seahawks, and that's what's so damn frustrating. Last year, it was like that fake punt that they were able to either get a touchdown or convert on fourth and long. I forget what it was. This yep. week, the, well, like, the year before, it was the dude kicking to get into the tunnel who was filling in for Robbie Gould. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Full kicked it into the goddamn tunnel. Ugh. And then, oh no! And then they said in the game that the last time that we had a block punt that was the block field goal that was returned for the touchdown was Richard Sherman when he was playing for the Seahawks. So it's yeah, funny that both right. of these plays <laughs> happened against the same team. Um, Agent Forty Nine said, "Do we think Seattle's deep uh, interior defense?" Um, is real. I'll say this big number 99 for Seattle. That's a big hog in the middle. He played very well. He did. I saw him. I recognized that. That first of all, he's too big of a person for you not to see, you know. And then, second of all, he was playing very, very well. So, the interior of their D line, yeah, it it, it, it causes a little bit of a little, 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 little cause to pause. I'll give him that much. Yeah, I think the offensive line held up pretty well surprisingly better than last week and last week they did better than a lot of people thought i think um with that all said is there anything else you guys want to discuss i think we're good to wrap up here right yes sir yeah all right i mean thank you everybody yeah no real quick real quick i just want to say trey lance going down is it's a wound right it's it hurts it sucks it is this it is that it sucks we we were not happy about it but at the same time it's going into week three against Denver Broncos. This is still a 49ers team that's going to do things and go places and they potentially can make it to a Super Bowl. So just it's on to the next next man up. We feel for Trey Lance. We wish him a speedy recovery. But at the same time, again, we wouldn't be 49ers fans if we didn't want the team to do well. And I think that the team is going to do well. Yeah, very well said. Um, with that all said, guys, Shout out to my guys, Dion, Brandon, and Christian. You can go follow them. Their handles are on the screen. Check out Forever Faithful Podcast. Check out uh, Niner Gang Podcast. My guy, Dion, does a great job. Brandon and Christian do as well. Um, and you can check them out on Playback as well. Um, they go over the games live. Go and check them out. I am not nearly collected enough to do that during <laughs> the games, so I appreciate you guys doing it for us. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Matt, excuse me, you want to carry us out? Absolutely, and I agree with you, man. The fact that you guys can do a live stream during the game, hats off to you because I am the worst person to watch a football game with. I'm pressed. I am stressed. I'm not trying to talk to anybody. I'm not trying to do anything. (laughs) I'm watching the game. I don't want spoilers. It's just like my wife even knows. Don't even be in the same room as me. Uh, That was beyond beyond today. Well, I came unglued (laughs) first. Yeah, I came on glued first, and then Dion followed it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. If you, I, I, I am just as bad as Matt. Like it literally, and the only thing that honestly saved me 
was the fact that my wife left and went to go visit her mom today. So <laughs> I lucked out, man, because I'm 100% sure she'd have looked at me and been like, if you don't calm down, because <laughs> I am over the top. But uh, right, oh, yeah, Joey, Joey, man, we already know you, bro. You, we know how you move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is what it is. All right, guys, I just want to say thank you as always for joining us. We love having you here. It's been a bittersweet day, a tough day, but also a victory Sunday. Zach, I know you got your victory Monday suit prepared for tomorrow. Um, with that being said, we love having you here as always. Until next time, go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners.